everybody. Welcome to Adventure Retired, the podcast where retired people share what they are doing in their retirement to help inspire you to live your best retired life. We are Kurt and Cindy Liljadal, your hosts. And today we're going to be talking to someone who has made a retirement career out of organizing. Yeah, she retired, but now she helps other people. We all know as we get older, we accumulate stuff, some of us more than others. But she helps people downsize, you know, if they're moving into assisted living, maybe it's your parents, maybe it's you. Well, you know, or and, a hoarder. Well, a lot of people at retirement age do downsize their home even. You know, yeah. they move to a different maybe a warmer climate, they want to get rid of things. But assisted what do you do? Living. Yeah, what do you do with all your stuff? Yeah, that's what she's working on. Okay, good. But first, a life lesson from Kurt's book Fix the Problem and Other Life Lessons from a Pragmatic Dad, which you can buy on Amazon. Yep. All right. What is it today? This one is Life's Not Fair. I'm sorry, but deal with it. The harder it kicks you, the harder you have to fight. We all know that sometimes life just sucks, you know, but that's that's just kind of the way it is. You know, I mean, I... You see some people, I mean, total morons who have a great life, it seems like, or some people are good, honest people that just yeah, don't seem to get yeah, a break. Bad luck happens to it. But even with kids, you know, when you think about life's not fair, things aren't fair with your with your own children. Right. You're, everybody's different. Everybody's different. You have to embrace your life. I think that goes back to another one of my life lessons. But you have to embrace your life. Be happy for the people in their life. Realize and that life's not fair. What you know, what what somebody gets, you might not get. That's right. Life's not fair. That's right. Okay. All right. Let's get on to the interview. Sounds good. Hi, Kathy. It's so good to hear from you today. Well, thanks for calling. Well, before we get started with our conversation, we always ask the same two questions. And the first one is, what did you do before you retired? I, the last 10 years before I retired, I was a professional organizer. Oh, okay. So you were already and... Then you retired, and you're now a professional organizer. And I'm I'm still kind of doing it occasionally. Okay. Yeah. And how long have you been retired? Been retired about five years. Oh, okay, cool. And I see that you all moved from the East Coast to Nebraska. We did. Wow, that's a big move. Uh, It was a long, long one for sure. Yeah, we feel your pain. We went from South Texas to Iowa. Yep, yep. And when you're paying by the pound, you're careful about what you take. Oh, for sure. That was smart. We didn't do that. (laughs) We brought brought concrete handprints of all our aunts and uncles and our daughters. and Anybody visited us. That was not, yeah. Why didn't I think of that? Pay by the pound. Okay, all right. Well, so your career before you retired was as a professional organizer, and now that Mm -hmm. you're retired, you're still doing it. How did that start? It was kind of an accidental thing. Um, I had been working as an office manager and um, for a family office. And then the job ended rather abruptly. It's kind of like you're there at the pleasure of the president sort of thing. And I was there at the pleasure of the wealthy woman that we worked for. And 
it ended rather abruptly. And I was trying to decide whether to go self-employed or look for another job. And all the job interviews I got when they, I had been very nicely paid. And when they heard how much I had been making, uh, that was, I didn't usually ever get a call back. (laughs) So, so, and then I decided that the self-employment and the employment did not have to be diametrically opposed that I could go down the self-employment road. And then if a knock your socks off job jumped in my lap, I could take it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but then started down and, and the, the employment road, you know, the doors just kept closing and closing and closing. And I started down, a, one of the gals in the office where I worked said, well, you know, you could do what Jill did. This was an organizer that we had hired for the husband of our owner. Okay. And I, I thought, oh my gosh, I could do that. And I started thinking, looking back at how many times I had organized things or groups of people or whatever. And I went, well, duh, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. You know, and people get paid to do that. (laughs) Yes, that's right. So I kind of turned that direction and did some research and did some online classes with the organization called, well, now it's called the National Association of Productivity and Organization. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, At at the time, it was just the National Association of Professional Organizers. Okay. But they've they've kind of broadened it. I suppose that Um, sounds better than the National Organization of Get Rid of Your Crap. Yes. (laughs) Yes, that's right. (laughs) We haul trash. Yes. And, you know, doors just kept opening and windows kept opening. And it was just like, okay, God, now I know what you want me to do. Yeah. Yeah. And so I totally turned it over to him and I said, you know, put me where you want me to be. Wow. Now, I didn't sit at home and wait for the phone to ring necessarily. I went to hooked up with a whole bunch of of organizations that dealt with seniors, all kinds of aspects of dealing with seniors, because I had just finished also uh, dealing with my um, in-laws in their last few years of their life and, and cleaning out their house and that kind of thing. And that kind of rang my chime. So decided I wanted to work with seniors and I'll tell you, I mean, I networked the snot out of my business, but God just all of a sudden the phone started ringing. Okay. Well, you know, you know, seniors are the perfect uh, genre of people to work with for this because they're the ones that, you know, see the, the coming, the, you know, the, the days that are coming to an end. You know, I mean, Kurt and I turned 60 and we're both thinking, Wow. 20 more years, 30 more years, you know, hopefully, you know, and it's just amazing. Where did this first 60 go? And right. Right. Well, and the other, the other thing is that, um, and I, I kind of became a specialist with helping them move, helping them downside. Like move Uh, from their home to. To a senior community. Okay. Okay. Uh, It might even be independent living still. But at best, it's probably a two-bedroom apartment where the house that they've lived in for 40 years, 40 or 50 years that they raised their kids in, may have been a three- or four-bedroom apartment, I mean, a right. house. And, you know, and, and it's full of 
all of the uh, residual from having worked with organizations. You know, if you if you're with the Boy Scouts when your kids were growing up, or maybe they played a sport. Or some, you know, and you got really involved in the parent organization, that kind of thing. Um, And you have what I call residuals from all of this memories of different things that happened in that role that you played. Right. Uh And it's not always necessarily junk. It's just memories. Okay, so so let's talk about some of that stuff. When does somebody look to, to hire somebody like you? I mean, let's say... I have elderly parents. I, we're, you know, we're in, we're seniors ourselves. But when do we start thinking about that? Certainly, if your parents are moving, right? Um, and a lot of times now, kids are not local to where their parents are. Right, right. And so they can't fly from Maryland to Nebraska to help their parents move, or help them clean out the house. So I can be arms and legs for them. Um, Usually the seniors are kind of going to look around and go, oh man, where do I start? Mm -hmm. You know, it is totally overwhelming. And I can't tell you how many were just frozen because they had no idea where to start or how to begin. Yeah. And, and so if, if your parents are in that situation, Call an organizer, you know, uh, you can go online, uh, napo, N-A-P-O dot net and plug in your zip code and you'll get organizers around your zip code and um, you can look at them online and figure out who does what it is that you want done. Okay. Now, I was wondering, do you do you ever get pushback? Senior citizens, I know, you know, us. And as you get older, people get frugal. And um, <laughs> do you ever get pushback from the person? Yeah, the kids hire you. I don't know. Do the kids hire you? Do the parents? But do you ever get pushback? Say, you know, I'm paying you money to do what? You're, you're, you know, <laughs> you're getting rid of my stuff, and I'm, I'm paying you for this, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, yes, I've heard that. Um, and I look at them and say, well, do you think you can do it by yourself? Right. And nine times out of 10, their answer is no. Okay. Okay. I said, okay, so think of me as your assistant. Oh, okay. okay. Now, the other, the other thing that I tell them is I can be their arms and legs. I helped one woman who had fallen about six weeks before I got connected with her and uh, done a number on her back. She'd broken some vertebrae and that Ouch. kind of thing. She could not lift, pull, or push anything. Mm-hmm. So I could be her arms and legs, but I also tell them, you make all the decisions. Okay. So, you know, we are working in this together. Right. Right. It's not, it's not me coming in and deciding what has to go. Okay. So with that, what do you do? I'm just thinking, you know, of our stuff. I'm not even thinking of our our own mothers. What? I'm just thinking about our yeah, stuff. Yeah. What do you do with all the things like the china and the silverware? Like we've inherited Kurt's grandmother's china. And like, I don't know. I already have china. I have Christmas china. And now I have his grandmother's china. What, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. what, what, what happens to those things if your kids don't want them? 
for China, um, sterling silver, uh, crystal, that, yeah. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Um, there is a place called replacements.com okay. online. And you can take a picture of it and send it to them. And they will even, they will tell you the, the name of it. Now, sometimes the name of it's on the back of the China, mm -hmm. you know, what the design pattern, what the pattern is and what the brand name is. And they very often are willing to purchase old China. Oh, really? Okay. Because their their well, their name is replacements. Right. So if if somebody inherited a set of china, and they wanted more of it, they can go to replacements.com and say, you know, what have you got? I'm I'm looking for this pattern in this brand, and do you have any? Okay, cool. You know, yeah. Pretty fair prices. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the more rare something is, the more expensive right. it gets. Right, right. But they do. I recently helped a woman here. She's doing an auction and she has two sets of sterling. And I went online to see if they were interested in it. And they said yes. And they would send me a price list. And so we figured out that from them she could get fourteen hundred dollars okay. for this for one set of this sterling and so she turned to the auctioneer and said okay the minimum bid on that sterling is going to be fifteen hundred fourteen hundred dollars because i know i can get at least that right. for it that's smart that's mm -hmm. smart yeah the other set they were not interested in so you know it's just going to have to auction for whatever it auctions right. for Right. Okay, so what do you do about family pictures? You know, I'm not talking about like artwork. I'm talking about like photos. Like photo, oh my photos. Gosh, yes, and I, I, I'm looking at my closet that I have, and you know, I have pictures of my girls when they were one, two, three, five. You know, eight by tens yep. and sixteen yep. by twenties. What do we do with all of that? Well, especially. Give it to the kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can certainly ask them what they want. Um. Don't be surprised if they don't want a whole lot of it. Right, mm -hmm. right. If it's in frames, especially like eight by tens, you can take it out and slide it into those page saver things mm -hmm. yeah, okay. and put it into a three ring binder or a three ring photo book. Right. And get rid of all the frames. Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and put them all into a book. Yeah. Right. If they're enormous ones, uh, I would offer those to the kids. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I will say though, I, I'm not looking forward cause I do. And you know, I love my mother dearly. And I said, I wasn't going to talk about my mom, but she has like boxes of photos, you know, just, mm -hmm. and never, mm -hmm. she, they've, she's written on the back of every single one. Thank That's goodness. That's a good thing. Yeah. But that got, is a very good thing. Yeah. But she's got double prints. Oh yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, like, I remember that day. Oh yeah, right. man, I just don't even. Oh man, I can't imagine now, going through all of that. I did go through my own um, after I became an organizer, and and got to practice what you preach. Huh? I did. I had to. I practiced on myself first. <laughs> and um, if there were pictures that had both of our boys in them, right. I was glad I had double prints because one went in one boy's box and the other one went in the other boy's box. Uh huh. If there's only one boy in there, he didn't need two copies of the same thing. Right. And so I purged. 
Oh, that's good. You know, yeah. and and I eliminated at least a third of what I was okay. holding on to. Yeah. Now, the other thing that I tell seniors when I talk to them is if there are photos of their high school buddies mm-hmm. that have not been close family friends, in other words, the family doesn't really know who they are. Right. The family doesn't know who they are and they won't care who they are. Right. Um, so you can put those in one section. You can kind of sort those out for the kids. If you want to do this ahead of time, Mm -hmm. if they have gone on a trip to the Northeast and taken gorgeous fall tree pictures up there, if one of them isn't standing by the tree, there's only so many tree pictures that people can look at. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. That's true. If, if there's not a person in it, the family is not going to want it. And so maybe they can, if they're up for it, they can jettison them now and feel like they're lightening the load. Right. I also talk about people who've gone to the Bahamas or something and met Myrtle the turtle and, you know, taken pictures of this Myrtle. And, um, but the problem is the family doesn't know who Myrtle is. Right. And they don't care. Right. Have you ever come across kids who let's say uh you're organizing for somebody i don't know before they die after they die and the kids just don't care about any of it i mean just get rid of all of it (laughs) i mean oh just give us the money they say you know and i know they're out there yeah yeah i had one bunch of kids and i was cleaning out it was an estate situation and i was cleaning out a house and they said they didn't want anything because that's my first question is what are you looking for what do you want right we don't want anything i said not even pictures they said nope nothing wow well when i went through the house i put all of the family pictures that i came across into well it turned out to be three boxes And when I was done, I took it over to them and I said, I know you didn't want anything, but I never want it said that I threw out the last picture of great aunt Clara, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, and why did you do that? Mm-hmm. So I said, now, if you want to throw them out, you can throw them out. That's good. That's but good. I, I am not going to. Yeah. So yeah. I, I put that on them. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. But, you know, it's like my mother, we have in her basement, we have furniture, beautiful wood, oak furniture from my great uncle George, you know. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, mom doesn't use it. And it just weighs a thousand pounds. Yeah, so. I don't know. Antiques <laughs> like that, though, the beds. could be oh something God. that would sell, you know, if you had yes. a, a sale yeah. or something. Yeah. Yes. If nobody wants so it. So you do a lot of estate auctions or do you help out with them, line them up or? Um, I usually connect them up with people who do them. Okay. Um, because I don't know that much about pricing and, and I don't want to focus on that part of it. Right. So I'll just, I will connect them with people who do estate sales or who, because they will know the unusual thing that's in there that might be worth something that I would go, that? Right, (laughs) right. You know, so um, I will go through and clean out the, I'll clean out the garbage, you know, Mm -hmm. and the really cheap stuff, I will convince them to donate Mm -hmm. and then leave the rest of it for people 
who would do either an estate sale or an auction situation, that kind of thing. Right. Okay. Do you ever have, um, when children come in where they, you know, they say, I, they both want grandma and grandpa's, uh, you know, rocking, rocking chair, chair right? I like think of yeah. that or yeah. that special for Micah table or something. Do you ever have to, you know, worry about things like that? Um, I don't know. I, they have to work that out. Yeah. You know, whether they flip a coin, whether they draw straws, whether they uh, pick a number behind mom's back, uh, you know, mm-hmm. whatever method they use, uh, that's up to them to work out. It's kind of funny. I, I seriously joke with my clients about the fact that I can't make family relations better but I can keep them from getting worse. Oh, right. for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, because, and this happened with my in-laws in particular, um, the three boys knew exactly how to push their dad's buttons. Oh. And their dad knew exactly how to push their buttons. Uh-huh. And so if they went in and said, dad, you can't take that chair. He folds his arms across his chest and said, why can't I? I am the father. You can't tell me what to do. Do you think it's too junky? Is it too old? You know, I mean, he just would light up like a firecracker. Yeah. But I could come in and say, okay, now this is the size of the room that you are. This is your living area. And we can take the couch and that chair, or we can take two chairs, which one, but you've said you absolutely want the couch. We can either take two chairs or the couch. So which one do you want? Right. And it's a, it's a non-emotional, purely objective approach. Now, do you ever, these people downsizing, do they ever fight it? I mean, not that they're fighting it, but, you know, maybe they don't want to go to assisted living or something. And you kind of got to, you're kind of in between there. The kids want them there and they don't want to be there. And yeah. Right. And uh, that happens a lot. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I had one woman call me up and said, my kids told me I had to call you. Oh, <laughs> And I go, oops, now I know where this is going. Yeah. But um, yes, it's it is a very hard time for the seniors. Oh, yeah. Um, They feel like all of their memories and most of their life is being taken away from them. Oh, man. But if you you know, if you are careful with you help them select what's going to make them feel most at home in the new place. Okay. In other words, don't buy a new bed. Right. Take your own bed. Familiarity. You know? right. Yeah. You hang, yeah. Hang familiarity. Up that you hang up on the pictures. Wall. Yeah. yeah. You can take exactly the same pictures out of your bedroom and put them in your bedroom on the walls in your new bedroom. Right. Right. You know, <clears throat> that kind of thing. And then, um, but it still is hard with what happens with the rest of it. And it's part of what I really love about my job. I think of it as a ministry, not yeah. a job, because fully 50% of what I do would fall into the category of counseling. Okay. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, you know, one gal I worked with, her name was Betty. Um, we would be working in a room and, you know, all of a sudden she'd be kind of quiet. She wasn't talking much. And I'd look over and the tears were just streaming down her face. Oh, and this was the house that she'd lived in for 50 years. Mm-hmm. 
Her husband had passed away six years earlier, but she raised her kids there. And they had lived there, I think, since they were married. Right. And so I'd say, okay, stop, you know, and we'd go out. We'd, we'd stand there and hug for one and, and just hug and maybe we'd fix some tea or something like that and just talk for a while. And I'd just let her encourage her to talk through memories. Oh, wow. You know, and then she'd kind of get herself together and she'd go, okay, you know, I'm ready now again. So, so it, it, if, if all of the kids attack the house on one day, it's going to be a disaster. Yeah. I I can guarantee you because mom is going to be, or dad is going to be out of control because there's too many of them. And, um, it's it's just they are going to feel like they can't decide about anything. Right. Or they're going to get, you know, 100 million questions. Well, do you want this? Do you want that? Do you want this? Do you really want that, Mom? I don't think you do. Right. You know, that kind of thing. Kids don't mean to push buttons, but they accidentally do. Oh, yeah. Right. And it's hard because, you know, parents – still feel like they're the parent and even though the kid might be 60 or 70 years old they're always going to be the kid you know no matter what their age is that's right how long does it usually take when like this lady betty how long does it take when you meet her and then when you're completely done how how long is that moved into the other place and you've got Um, stuff and yeah with her it took us about I think it only took us four months okay. to move her. She knew where she was going now. And, and maybe the last six weeks of that, she had actually moved into the new place and we were still going back over and going through things okay. at the house. And so like, do you have a contract then with her or how do you, I mean, cause like, you know, four months of work. I mean, you know, that's well, a lot and of it's, time. well, four months is, it's not necessarily every day. Right. Um, it might be twice a week, might be three times a week. Okay. Maybe, maybe toward the end, maybe she wants me there every day. But again, almost all of my clients can only work about four hours. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Without just being totally wiped out. I'm sure. Yeah. I would, that would wipe mentally, me out. Mentally yeah. and physically. I'm mentally sure. and physically. Well, and emotionally, and, <laughs> emotionally mentally yeah. and emotionally. And I, Almost all of them have looked at me at one time or another and said, why am I so tired? You did all the work. Yeah, right. (laughs) You know, and I said, well, what you forget is that decisions take energy. Yeah. And especially emotional decisions, you can wear yourself out really quick. That stress is so hard on your body. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, what about um, like, do you get into the personal papers, the passports, the back taxes, you know, the stuff that they've kept way too long or something like that? Yeah. I had one lady who had every pay stub she'd ever received in her whole working life. Wow. Which was 45 years worth, I think. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I remember we used to keep those. Yeah. And then I saw them one time in the filing cabinet, and I got rid of every one of them except the first one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because you want to remember how poor you were. That's right. That's right. And with taxes, you only have to keep them seven years. Seven years, yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Because they can only go back uh, four years to audit you, but from any audit year, they can go three years prior to that. So do you okay. just do? Do you have a shredder or something? Do you just yes? Okay. Yeah, you either shred them or uh, one gal had a fireplace; she burned hers. There you go. Anything with a social security number on it, with a current a live bank account on it or with a live like investment account number on it should be shredded. Okay. If you know, if you're not keeping them. Have you ever come across something that somebody has forgotten they had that was like really rare or worth a lot of money? <laughs> uh, yeah. That, that would be so amazing. I think. Well, it, it was worth a lot of money. Oh, really? <laughs> they, they forgot that they'd had it. They'd uh, had it. And, um, it? Um, they, they didn't know where they had put it. It was silver coins. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. can, I can imagine that. Cause yeah. And it was a, a whole, a whole big kind of box full wow. of them. Okay. Yeah. Now yeah. what's, what's the weirdest thing you've ever had to clean out? Cause I know my mother has a mummified cat <laughs> in a shoe box. But, but Mackenzie wants that. I was going to say. There's grandchildren that are going to fight for that mummified yes, I cat. Know, I, know. But, uh, <laughs> I don't want to be there that day. Um, the strangest thing I ever came across is one that I came across after I moved up here, out here. And it was a, a gal actually in Kimball, which is about 45 miles south of us that I was working with. Her husband had been, had taught chemistry and biology and photography and I mean, a whole bunch of things mm -hmm. at the high school. And I came across two human fetuses in jars. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that would yeah. not be good. Oh, no. yeah, Ooh. yeah. That yeah, was. I think there's laws against that. <laughs> I well, know, that but, uh... that's just it. I mean, at the time he got them and he got them for his biology class. Right, right. You know, it was very legitimate at the time he <laughs> got it. Puke. Oh, man, that's not. <laughs> I don't want that. I mean, yeah, oh, I, yeah, I just kind of, I almost puked. Oh, yes. Lord. Oh, yeah. And what'd you do with them? Um, <laughs> I didn't, okay. but, but I told her that she had two choices. She could either take them to the hospital, mm -hmm. local hospital and have them dispose of them. Or she could take them to the police station. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what I would do is say, oh, this is my husband's from the classroom. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Totally. Donate uh, it back to the high school. And she, I get, she had, when I found, when I said something to her, she goes, Oh yeah, I guess I know those were down there. Oh, oh my god! Little warning, gosh. please. Oh yeah. But it had, you know, it had obviously been a long time. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever done? I mean, we've talked about seniors, and that's your specialty. Have you ever been hired out for like a hoarder? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I mean, we focus on retirement well, here, but and we've I suppose, seen the reality stories. Yeah, you know, there's the, the shows on the TV, show, but, but oh man, I imagine there's some seniors who are have hoarders you know. yes okay. yes there are and they haven't necessarily been that way all their lives right um there is one gal that i worked with who i mean i saw pictures of her apartment and you know when she was having guests over and all this she was a single lady never got married never had any children and um but she had two cats yeah. and uh at some point along the line she stopped disposing of things i guess is the way to put it okay because there were newspapers all over the floor oh yeah and instead of 
piling them up in piles like you see on the TV hoarders where there are trails in between. Mm-hmm. Um, she'd just get up and walk on top of them. Wow. Oh, wow. And, um, well, after a while, the cats didn't really care between the litter box or the newspapers. Of oh, course, sure. yeah. I'm sure. Oh. And so, and she warned me. We first met in her back garden, <laughs> which I thought was odd. But then she said, um, when when I said, you know, let's go in and look at the house, she said, well, if you want to put a mask on, she said, that's not going to insult me. We're talking pre-COVID wow. here too, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Very pre-COVID. And, wow. and yeah, the ammonia in there from the cats was incredible. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. And in fact, she was when when we had agreed to get together and and I came the first time, I said, "Where where would you like to start?" Well, she said, "I think I want to start in the kitchen first. I said, "No, Penny, we are starting right at the front door because it was one of these houses where you walk in and you go down five steps to the lower level or you go up six steps to the upper level. Oh, okay. Split level. Yeah. And there were newspapers and magazines and things all over the stairs. Uh, I said, dangerous. Yeah. I said, Penny, how you haven't fallen and broken a hip. I don't know. Well, she says, I'm careful. I hold on to the railing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even if you hold on to the railing, your feet can go out from under you. So, you know, so we cleaned the stairs first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. We're getting close to the end here. And I wanted to ask you, what's the main lesson people can take away from this? Whether we're talking the kids helping their senior parents or maybe seniors listening to this, what's the main thing here? I mean, hire an organizer, but yeah. <laughs> well, you can... Think small to begin with. Okay. Don't look at your whole house and go, oh, my God, what do I do with this stuff? Right. right. Okay. Start in one closet. Okay. Just one closet. It may only have four shelves in it. Okay. Clean out the linen closet first or go in and clean out the bathroom closet first. Okay. And sort and be ruthless. I mean, you've got to be bold. Right. <laughs> you know, right. if you if you're going to try to do it yourself. Right. And you can always ask yourself who, when, and where and what. Okay. Never ask yourself why. Okay. That makes if sense. If you you know, if you can tell somebody else who, when, where, and what, in other words, um, tell the story about the object. Right. Who gave it to you? Who were you with? When was it? When did it happen? Where were you? You know, that kind of thing. Um, that then you can keep it. If you can tell that whole story, Right. if you can't tell that whole story, you have to seriously think about putting it in the jettison box. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Now, can I talk for a minute with collections? Yes. Sure. Yes. A lot of our parents' generation were collectors. Some people in our generation are collectors of things. The next generations after us really are not collectors. Right. And they really are not interested in whole collections. Right. No, nobody wants a hundred of grandma's angels. Right. (laughs) You know, so true. Or, you know, snowmen or frogs (laughs) or elephants or, you know, whatever. But if you 
pick out the ones that you like the best and give one to each grandchild with a little story behind it, why you decided to collect elephants, right. Ma- maybe where this elephant came from or who gave it to you or why it is special to you and give grandchild A that elephant with that explanation. Then it becomes a treasure. Okay, that's a really good idea. Yeah, I like that. That's true. Uh, you know, one elephant from grandma is a whole bunch different than a hundred. You bet. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. And to know that, you know, especially if they can write a little note with it, you know, and yes. you can do that while you're still alive. That's you, right. That's that's mm-hmm. the oh, yeah. part of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. great. And you can also do that actually with furniture that's been in the family for a long time. Mm-hmm. Write the story that goes with it. Yeah. Because it might make it more valuable to someone in the family if they know the story. The table we have, a friend of ours gave us a table, and it's, I mean, a good 170 years old, and it was his grandma's aunt's, I don't know. Yeah. But, but we had the story, and yeah, it's written underneath it. Yeah, we had the story, it. and we, we taped it to the bottom. Cause and that yeah. makes it so much yeah, yeah. more more special, now, more valuable. Now, seeing how it wasn't our family, will our girls want it? No, but... Maybe they'll get some bank no, from it. No, but you it's know, the same the thing auction. with my, our kitchen table was the table my dad grew up on, and we, we refinished, and both my girls love that table. So well, I know that sure. will be we'll, in the we'll family it, someday. We'll cut it in half, and <laughs> yeah. one gets one half. Yeah. And I one know, half. right? Right. Right. Hopefully, hopefully Solomon will come in and say something like That's that, right. and then, then they'll then they'll figure they'll out figure how to, who out. gets it. Right. <laughs> yeah. The truth. All right. Well, we have know, our two things. Yeah, our two it's questions. Been great talking to you. But our two questions are: Okay, what is the best part of your career of your job being a your, you betcha moment? Yeah, your you betcha moment of being an organizer. Oh, when when somebody says to me can I adopt you (laughs) (laughs) or, you know, when, when somebody will say uh, another, another one of my clients said to me, you know, you've got, when, when you give somebody a hug, they know they've been hugged. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, um, or after we can hug, well, she well Betty was crying you know yeah I can do things for people that they can't do for themselves right right and I can do it I mean yes I'm getting paid but that's not really why I do it uh-huh I get paid so that they value my time yeah that's true not so that it's not um I'm not doing it for the money. I don't have to pay the rent I don't have to you know pay my electric bill whatever right, right. um so I just, I love being able to do something for somebody that they can't do themselves. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm assuming we also ask a hell no, the worst thing about it, but I'm, I'm going with the two fetuses in the, uh, <laughs> uh, well, the jar. Well, I, I have to say the worst client I ever had, and I talked about the one woman who had two cats. I had a guy who had 15 cats. Oh. And they were still... No, they were not. They were in the kennel. They had been put in a kennel. He'd had a small fire in his Mm -hmm. house and he needed things cleaned out. The insurance company was going to come in and, you know, paint walls and fix floors and stuff like that. And they finally came back to him weeks later and said, "Uh, you got too much stuff in your house. Oh, yeah. 
and it was a hoarding situation kind of thing. But again, that was definitely a mask and glove thing um, because it was, oh man, it was just rank. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. I don't know. I'm going with the two fetus, but anyway. <laughs> well, that's that was the most bizarre. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. We want to thank you for joining yeah, us today. This is really interesting. I have never. I mean, this is this opens your eyes to. I mean, it's a part of retirement you don't even think about. It or, is, and you know, until you have to deal with it with your parents. Yeah, or yourself, you know. Or yourself. Said my yeah. mom's getting rid of everything already, so we won't have to deal much. But there'll still be some. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot yeah. of people that have a lot yet. There is. There <laughs> okay. Is. Thank well, you yeah. very much. Yes. Thank you. You're most welcome. Yeah, we'll be talking to you. We appreciate you organizing our thoughts on this. Oh, <laughs> well, good. Yeah, funny. yeah, I got that yeah. one. <laughs> All right, Kathy. Talk thanks for later. joining us. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that went good. I, I feel like I should go down and clean the garage or something. You know, I've always been pretty good about, like, in my closet. If I haven't wore something in two years, I try to get rid of it, except that now since we retired and there's so many work clothes down there, and shoes, and it's really hard to get rid of things. I know, but you get rid of it, and then you go buy more, <laughs> well, too. Okay. <laughs> I will say, yeah, that is true. But there are things that we could, right now, get rid of. Well, Not and, get rid of, just rehome, you know? Yeah, yeah. Somebody else can use it. But this, I mean, this is good for people, because we're all, some of us, our parents are still alive, and we might have to help them, or we can make the life of our kids easier yeah by you know getting rid of stuff now i liked her i really like that idea about the collection stuff pick one that you you know that you can give to your kids or your grandkids if you have a collection and you know write the story about it and then you know because yeah you just there's a lot of stuff people collect that other people don't want you mean nobody wants my beanie babies you don't have beanie <laughs> okay. Mackenzie used to have beanie babies. I know. I yeah, know. I know. But she was good about getting yeah. rid of those. All, All right. right. Well, we want to thank you for joining us. We hope you learned something on this one. This wow. was very interesting for us. Um, thank you for joining us. We're always looking for people with adventures in retirement, like Kathy's retirement, her real job, then her retirement job. I mean, she just keeps doing it. Yeah. We, we, helping other people. We love the stories that are different than just traveling. You know, we, we want to, Find out traveling. about other things, too. Yeah, yeah. But we, we're we always looking for guests. Give us a shout-out. You can find us at AdventureRetired.com or email us directly at AdventureRetired at gmail.com. We have show notes. We have show notes on the website. You can read about those. She had a couple good um, uh, websites there yeah, for organizing. There. Yeah, yeah, they'll be sure. in the show notes. All right. Thanks for joining us. I love you, Cindy. I love you more. The kids and loved you. Yeah, that's the kids and loved you.